I want to present Shelly Simpson to talk about JB Hunt 360. Now, Shelly Simpson is the chief commercial officer of JB Hunt. And I will say, not only is Shelly one of the most, if not the most influential female executive, woman executive in the space, I will argue that Shelly Simpson might be the most influential executive in this space. And so with that said, uh, Shelly? Hey, good morning. So um, thankfully we timed that right. I wasn't sure how the awards would go, but thankful for how that went. Uh, I, you know, I felt like today I should spend some time helping us think about where we're at as an industry and where I feel like we should be. And then as an organization, how do you think about it uniquely for your company, your customers, and also for your people? And so I'm going to walk you through um, what I'm calling pedal to the metal. You know, so many people I, in my current role, I get the opportunity to speak to people on Wall Street. I speak to our customers. I also get the opportunity to talk to employees. But one of the most, most common questions that I get asked is, what makes you think that this industry is going to transform? And my answer is, it already is happening. It's not a matter of, will the industry transform or not? Actually, the industry is moving through what I will call a revolution. And so the pedal's actually down to the metal as we speak in each individual organization that's really in our ecosystem is in a different path. Some are all the way down. Some are still trying to get in a truck and put the pedal down. And some are trying to figure out how does this impact what this can be. Let me set up the cause or let me set up the stage of why we need the transformation to occur and how technology will really play a key part to that. Now, one thing I will tell you is we do not subscribe to technology replacing our people. We actually do believe it is a relationship-based business, but we do think that technology will create speed. It will create speed for all of us. It will speed up the supply chain, but it will also speed up our relationships because the simple tasks that really isn't the most fun parts of any of our jobs, can be moved into automation from a technology perspective. But if you just go back and look at our history and what's happened inside this space, you, you really have to go back to deregulation. When there was really a lid on the number of carriers that could really participate in haul freight here in the US, the change in deregulation really started a change specifically for JB Hunt, for many of you in here as well, changed the speed at which we were moving. And so you saw a 10x movement on number of carriers that could actually start hauling freight inside for a customer. We continued to move forward as an industry, and we, I would say we did a pretty good job transforming since the internet and Google were launched. It took us about seven years to really move into a load board. So the industry is not as far behind as what some might think. So we moved into a load board scenario while carriers continued to more than double inside the space. Moving forward, you see intermodal then start to become widely adopted really by our shippers, transportation providers, and then even on the Dre side in total, 
But this really caused a huge need for an aggregation because we continued to grow from a carry community perspective and moved to over 700,000 carriers. And the need for brokers emerged even more. It's why we have such a fragmented brokerage community of 16, 17, 18,000 brokers. So not only is the carrier community very fragmented, so is the brokerage community fragmented as well. But you can see the aggregation that was needed to really pull together that small capacity into something much larger. And then we fast forward to where we are today. Brokerage took off and now we are at over 1 million carriers that can actually transport goods here in the U.S. So moving from 20,000 to 1 million, we do have to have something different. You know, you think about what happened from a technology perspective at the exact same time from technology, we started moving inside this space from a timeline perspective. As you can see, each touch point that happened when the internet went to 100 million users, when brokerages did start working on digital, I wouldn't say it's the same digital transformation we're doing today. I hear that a lot when people say we've done digital forever. I do think we've been connected with our shippers and some of our carriers in some digital ways, but we're talking about a complete transformation and a complete revolution. That's a totally different view, a totally different idea and the ones that have already done some digital work will be at a great advantage to be able to do that. But you look on the right-hand side, and this is what really has changed where we're at inside our industry. Unlike what happened in the retail sector that really hit at the heart of every single person that's sitting in here, we started shopping differently online. We became uh, our, ourselves, we became experts on how to shop online. So now that would be a very uh, odd question for us to ask how many of you shop online. That's very common. But it then started training even our drivers. So you think about the fragmented community that's happening outside for drivers. Even drivers started getting trained on how they can purchase goods as well. And when you moved into 2016 and 77% of the population had smartphones, it changed because it changed a phone from being a talking device to actually becoming a connected device, uh, a connected device, a device that they could use as a supercomputer in their pocket, that they could do something different with. And that's when you really started to see so much tech emerge. When people started thinking about, wait a minute, there's a different way that we can move goods here in the US. And so what I want to walk you through is what we believe the three expectations that will really drive our industry, shippers, brokers, and carriers alike, will drive our industry really over the next decade. And it's really based on our consumer expectations, what you believe as an individual and how you interact in your everyday personal life that is moving into the transportation space. So when you think about uh, level of access in a very fragmented community of carriers, brokers, and shippers, it's very difficult to get access. And when you think about what's happening in our personal lives, you think of eBay, Stitch Fix, and Airbnb. You know, for me, traveling just 10 years ago, five years ago, I would have been somewhat nervous to take my first trip to Europe, especially considering that we missed our ship. So we missed our cruise ship. Typically, I would have said, let's fly back home and we'll try this another day. Instead, I got access immediately by going on Airbnb in a country I had never been, in a country I was nervous about the language, but I was not nervous with the platform of Airbnb. 
It gave me immediate access to see what was happening inside that area. I booked a room. We actually drove 14 hours overnight, made it, and hit the cruise ship at the next port. It changed my life from having what started as a bad experience to ending to a good experience. Those same things are happening from an access perspective in the transportation space. You think about how are we going to connect ways that we can move goods that maybe people haven't had access to in the past. So you think of we launched JBN 360 in April of 2017, and we really started with our customers and carriers that knew us and loved us, and it was them helping us build out what we felt like could be a platform to fulfill our mission of creating the most efficient transportation network in North America, because we could not do that by ourselves. We actually don't think there'll be one winner inside this space. We think that as an industry, we have to transform our shippers, brokers, carriers, all alike, that we have to move forward and advance together for everyone to benefit at the end of the day. So since we started our platform, the level of information that we have allows us to see what is possible. And when you think about access with nearly 700 billion in the highway market, and you think of the fragmentation that's happening from a carrier perspective, three and a half million carriers, 2.9 million of those carriers actually drive for a carrier with less than 10 trucks, 10 or less trucks. So if there's less than 10 trucks, they are heavily reliant on us to help fulfill their needs when it comes to what freight that they can ship. So a fragmented carrier community, not having the right level of access technology can change that. We spend a lot of time with our carriers in developing, we have two parts of our product, of our 360 marketplace. We have our Shipper 360, which you got to see yesterday, but we also have Carrier 360. And with Carrier 360, we have spent time with them. And one of the most interesting things that I've heard that I had not thought of before, we were getting feedback from carriers in a round table. And one of the carriers said, you know, one of the things that I love most about the platform is I have access to shipments and I actually don't have to talk to anyone. And I said, okay, that, that would normally be negative. And he said, no, I feel like it takes the bias out of my conversations. And see, this gentleman felt like his accent was a negative in his conversations as he would call into a carrier or into a broker to try to gain a shipment. But it allowed him access and a level of trust that he had not had in his previous experiences. So he had to be very careful who he would speak with. Now think about the restricting of access that happens when you actually do phone calls. It's a one-to-one -one or one-to however big your Rolodex is. Now it's many-to-many -many and the level of access and information that can transpire is completely different. And then as many of you know, we are uh, big in some thing called intermodal. And what we see by doing $84 billion in bids every single year is there are 7 to 11 million shipments moving on the nation's highways that should not be moving on the nation's highways. But the problem is, is there isn't access. There's not access to shippers. There's not access to the carrier community. There's not access to the equipment to make that very seamless and make that experience a very similar experience or even better than their experience today over the road. So that changes what happens inside our space when we start giving access through technology 
and information across the board, not just from a trucking perspective. You know, I loved yesterday, spent, we spent a lot of time looking at the demos. I saw nearly every demo, and I love the transformation that every single one of those companies are going through. Although this is exactly what we need. I get questioned a lot. What do I think about the digital-only uh, platforms? And I have said, I think they're very good for our industry. It makes our industry think differently. It makes our industry have to get better. Our customers want more. Our people want more. And frankly, our carriers want more as a community. And so for me, as I think about access, access will be something that will be immediate. It'll be so immediate that it will be very similar to the way if you had something right here in Chicago and you needed, and you had a couple of days that you might go online and actually have that happen without thinking about, I'm not familiar with Chicago, I'm not sure where to go. You would think about making a transaction very similar to the way the access will be from a transportation perspective. The second component that we think consumers are changing, and so it will change inside transportation, is around transparency. And we are a huge believer in transparency. That was one of the first things that we talked about inside our platform when we actually launched. And it's because if you look at us as consumers, 93% of us actually make purchasing decisions based on what happens online, our online reviews. You probably have your very favorite place that you go to check out before you buy something or do something or go somewhere. Very similar to the same experience is gonna happen inside our space. And so I can't imagine going to a restaurant anymore and not knowing the experience that I'm going to have. I should know what all of you thought because you likely have given me a review on Yelp that I can look at, but I also want to see your comments because I'm looking for the best food, the food that you liked, what do I want to do, what are the tips and tricks of how I go out to eat. That exact same process is actually going to happen inside transportation. See, we think that from a transparency perspective that the price will be known. We don't think that is something that over time that each individual organization will have an advantage of. If you look at what's happened inside our 360 platform, we actually have now 5 billion data sets. Now you think about that, that's big data. That's grown 4x, and now that allows us to think about, well, what problems are we trying to solve? I saw in Sonar 5.0, the predictive pricing. That's exactly what everyone is working on. You saw that in our demo yesterday. That is our movement towards creating a very transparent market to allowing people to know what to expect. I don't show up to a hotel and not know what I'm going to pay. I'm not, I don't show up to a hotel and not know what the amenities are. Very similar process that's going to happen. So five billion data sets, how we're transforming that. If you think about the 600,000 facility reviews and 50,000 different locations that actually have a review, now when carriers come onto the platform or when shippers take a review of who is hauling their freight or how their freight is getting hauled, they get a better sneak peek as to what that looks like. It is starting to change the conversation. And for the shippers that are here with us today, I appreciate the movement that you have when we bring to you what's happening at a facility and then comments from the drivers and you're making change. I've not met a shipper yet that said, I'd really like to treat carriers poorly. I'd like to give a driver uh, no restroom to use, and I'd like for you to wait a really long time. 
That's just uncommon. It's because they don't have the transparency to the information that is unbiased, that's collected in total. It might be biased, but it's collected in total so that they actually reveal it for themselves. They have a transparent feed. I was in front of a customer in the Northeast and they were asking us about their facility reviews. And he said, can I see those reviews? I said, well, we can get those for you right now. And he said, well, actually, I'd like to see the comments. I said, hmm, well, uh, give me a day to bleep out the four-letter words, and um, let me send that to you after that. And he said, no, that's the point. I want to see everything as raw as you have it, transparently, because I know that this facility is an issue for us, and I want to take this to our head of warehousing to help them understand the impact this is making. See, that's what's going to happen from a transportation perspective, is the level of information that is then getting shared. People will take action. It's not to share information so that we do nothing with it. It's so that we will change what's happening in the industry. And then the last piece, the third point, that we believe as consumers what we expect will change what's happening in transportation is visibility. So when you think about visibility, it's mind-blowing to me that even the best at what I've seen in visibility, and I'm not talking about people like P44, I'm talking about us as consumers, us tracking packages. It's mind-blowing to me that I can track my pizza all the way to my doorstep and I actually can't track anywhere that I know where my shipment is exactly. It might say departed this location, but why can we not have access to understand that? And here's what happens. So many people say to me from a transportation perspective, well, do you really think that 2.9 million drivers are going to want to be tracked? Well, that's, that's a good question, but the question really is from a carrier what's in it for me so we normally only give them a one-way street we say well here's what's good for us because our shippers make us versus to a carrier here's what we're going to do for you the minute you accept a load and we start tracking we're going to notify when you start at the receiving location or the shipping location and when you make that arrival we're going to automatically set you up so that we know and we have proof what's happening at that facility. And if you happen to be detained, you no longer need to call us. Document on your paperwork, scan it immediately, and now you are eligible for detention. See that old process where they have to find someone to make a phone call to, cross their fingers and pray to goodness that they can get paid for what's happening at a poor facility is just unacceptable anymore. We would not accept that as consumers. And truck drivers should not accept that either. That's the level of visibility that is coming that will change. And so every time I talk to a carrier like that, they say, wait a minute, are you saying if I do my work, you're going to make sure that I can get paid? I said, well, doesn't that just make sense? See, that's the change that's going to happen and what we can do from a visibility perspective. That really changes our ability to be agile in total. And you think of the waste that's in our system today that has to be eliminated. It's the most, one of the most wasteful industries. And it's actually getting worse, not better. So all this technology has come into play, but we haven't really started to leverage because the scale is not there from a platform perspective. So for a platform to really do great work, it has to scale in total. You think about the number of 
miles that are driven from a driver. So three and a half million drivers, they have 11 hours to run, nearly one third of every single driver in their day wastes their hours. All 3.5 million drivers on the road. That includes big carriers, small carriers, doesn't matter who it is, three and a half million trucks, one third wasted hours. See, it's not a problem we don't have a driver shortage. We have a shortage of information. We have a shortage of visibility to understand where the waste is occurring. We did a 2014 white paper and really articulated the 660 minutes that a driver has to run. And in that 660 minutes, we broke down the pieces to it that we could actually attack from a technology perspective and that created our technology roadmap. Because we believe as an industry, we can give drivers back at least one more hour to drive. And if you did that, we would have a 13 to 14% increase in their pay, a 13 to 14% increase in number of trucks available to haul shipments, and the customer wins at the end of the day. So there's really no loss in that scenario. The level of empty miles that are traveled at 1.7 billion empty miles, nearly 17% of all shipments is wasting $3 billion inside this space. Something has to change. This is the reason for change. You see, if you actually meet a truckload driver, they love to run the nation's highways. That's what they love to do. They don't wanna be good negotiators on the phone. They don't understand Chicago if they're not here on a regular basis. They don't want to deal with the hassle of what happens today. It's very similar to our old experience 10 to 20 years ago as consumers move forward to the new way. See us as shippers, transportation providers, carriers, we have to come together and we have to say, how are we going to change the industry together? What is my part in what that looks like? And data, technology, creating access, visibility, and transparency really will be what we have to have to move forward as an industry. And you see, everything I just talked about, the differentiation that we've all experienced, listen, I've been with the company for 25 years. I have seen tons of transformation inside our own organization. But what we have seen is the change that will occur will mean that we will have to focus at the end of the day on the experience that people have. That will be the differentiation between the companies that are really great and companies that are working to be great. It's what level of experience do you have for not just customers, but also for the vendors that you interact with and also for your people. You see, that's our biggest focus as an organization over the next 10 years is the experience that people have. And I thought it would be good for me to walk through uh, in my last seven minutes, what we did as an organization to really work on that transformation. And I will tell you, we're not done. It is very difficult to take a legacy organization that is great at what they do and change a mindset in something as big as this idea. Because when you try to financially model out what's going to happen, it's very difficult because it's never happened before. But it's exciting when you can take an organization through what we call the cycles of innovation. And our very first cycle of innovation for ourselves was really our theme disrupt. When we launched JB Hunt 360 Marketplace, we actually took our entire organization that month through our theme of the year of disrupt. Now for some people disrupt 
makes them very nervous. It can be a very negative viewpoint. But for us, we wanted them to, to embrace that we were going to be disruptors and we are getting disrupted. And it's not about are we defensive or offensive because in both scenarios, you can be a disruptor and you can be disrupted and it's okay if you have the right mindset. We spent a lot of time talking about the legacy of our organization and how we disrupted ourselves internally with our people. We disrupted the thought process that every single shipment had to move over the nation's highways. And we said, we're going to change that. We're going to challenge that in the industry. And we're going to move into the most efficient way to move goods. It's one of the biggest reasons that you saw Mark Brewer talk about that we will be a multimodal digital platform. Because this isn't about digitizing brokerage. See, that's the miss. It's actually about transforming and revolutionizing the way goods move in the U.S. It is about creating the most efficient transportation network in North America. And to do that, you have to be completely agnostic at the way shipments move in total. And that's what we took our team through. And listen, that wasn't a one-month theme for us. We have spent the last two and a half years helping people understand that it's okay. Your job's going to be disrupted but here is what your job can look like. Our customers are being disrupted. Here's how we can help them. We're going to go disrupt. Here's what it means to you. We spent a lot of time on that. And listen, at an individual level, we moved to the second piece of innovation, and this really started to change for us really late last year, and that was really adapt. It was a call to action for our people to really adapt at an individual level because we all move through change totally differently. Some of us love to be on the cutting edge. Some of us love to stay to what we know is right and true. And neither one of those are right or wrong. Just because you're a late adopter doesn't make you wrong. You're only wrong if you never adopt. If you can't adapt, if you can't move forward, that was a call to action for our people. We are being disrupted and we are disrupting. We are at the forefront of being a disruptor. But you have to adapt at an individual basis. And this is something you can take your teams through. How do you think about adapting at an individual level? We spent a lot of time organizationally in our fireside chats, in one-on-ones, in big group settings, talking about that we as individuals, as a leader, that we were still adapting. And I'm still adapting. I still have to think about, wait a minute, I want to take all the great things of my 25 years history and I want to keep all what's really great, but I want to adapt to where we're headed and move forward. And putting those two things together could actually create so much better for our people, for our customers, for our carriers. And that change started to occur in the third cycle for us on innovation and probably the most powerful part of our cycle, we are just now starting as an organization, is what we call Accelerate. So for us, when you can really embrace that it is a disruption that's happening, and you are disrupting too, and you adapt at an individual level, you can then start to unleash the power of your organization because your people will become the ambassadors of the change that you are looking for. So I would much rather it be more than me on this stage 
I really want the 1,500 people that are right now tuning in from J.B. Hunt to be the ambassadors. Actually, I want the 30,000 employees in our company to understand that we're disrupting, they're adapting, and now we can go accelerate. It starts to open your mind as to what is possible. It keeps you from saying, who's coming to get me? You move past disruption. Who's not adapting to saying, what is possible? How can we really solve for our customers better? How can we do something different so that our employees don't just like coming to work, but they love coming to work. They love to serve our customers. They love to serve each other. They love to serve the carriers in which we do business. See, that's the change, but as a challenge, you'll then get back in that same cycle and you'll go back through it again. So see, it's not, it is a full moving cycle. You will constantly be thinking about disrupt, adapt, accelerate. Disrupt, adapt, accelerate. Every person will uniquely be in a different spot in that innovation cycle, but I challenge you in your organization because of the need in our industry to really transform and revolutionize the way goods move here in North America, I challenge you to put this process into place. Put your own process into place. Let your people not be scared of what's happening in our future, but be excited about what our possibilities are. When I can talk to a driver, I talk to an employer, or I talk to a customer about this very thing, I have nobody that's not excited. Everyone gets excited about what is possible. So when we can think about taking waste out of the system, when we think about making it a better experience, reducing expense, all of those things are good things in our entire ecosystem. It takes all of us. Listen, we're not the only company that has great ideas. Every single person in this room has really great ideas of how you will disrupt, adapt, and accelerate in your own organization. But our key theme in our industry is how do we think about together collectively with what your expertise is and what our expertise is, how do we create the most efficient transportation network in North America? And when we do that, our pedal will be all the way down and the revolution will actually be realized as an industry. Thank you.